Welcome to the Surviving Outside Sales podcast. I'm your host, Mike O'Kelly. Today is June 30th, last day of the month. Good luck getting all your deals in by the end of the day for Q2. Hopefully hit your quota and you are ready for a little bit of time off with the holiday coming on Monday and you will get ready for Q3. So wherever you may be listening to this show and however you may be listening on whatever podcasting platform, whether it be Apple, Spotify, or any one that you use, thank you so much for being here today. Today's topic, I'd mentioned yesterday, I was going to do a kind of a recap, and this is kind of a recap. I'm coming back and circling back on something that you know we've talked about briefly, which is having curiosity. But I wanted to focus on this. I changed my mind after I uh, shot the previous episode, and you know I batch my episodes, so I shoot them days in advance. And so I decided that I, I wanted to cancel what I was going to the recaps I was going to do for these next two days, and I wanted to have something fresh, a fresh topic that I thought about. Which, if you're going into Q3, you can start to prepare and plan for it. It needs to be part of your plan. And that simply is, if you want to make more money, if you want to grow, you need to learn how to become a problem solver. Now, it sounds very intuitive, very obvious. Mike, what are you talking about? You're only going to grow if you can get good at solving problems not just presenting your product. If you present your product and you don't specifically go after a problem, you're only scratching the surface on your users, your clients, people that are going to buy from you. There, There is a subset of the population where if you specifically present something to them, they will say yes. Okay. Estimates are anywhere between 30%. So the breakdown is 30% of people, this is generalization. This is not based on fundamental law, but 30% of the people will always say yes when presented with an option. 30% of the people will always say no, just be argumentative. And that 40% left over, those are the ones that you can persuade. They kind of want to hear more. So right off the bat, you have an opportunity for 70%. Again, 30% always going to say no. They could be laggards. They could be argumentative. They just don't want to hear anything. I know that you've had experiences. If you're listening right now, you've had a lot of these 30, 40, 30 experiences in your life where you walk in the door and you present to somebody and they're like, okay, let's do it. That's happened to me before where I've walked in and I've had one call sales. If you have one call sales, you just talk to a 30% who just was presented with an idea. They conceptualized in their brain and they said, yes. And then, of course, you always have the people that just go pound sand. <laughs> Those are the 30% now. But the ones are like, you know what? Let's, let's set up a meeting. Let's talk about this again. That's the 40%. So being able to solve problems is the key to sales. Now, the problems that one might have might be really obvious. For instance, if you're in the desert and you're selling water, people are going to buy it. They're thirsty. Okay? But... If you're trying to sell something that they have abundance of, or they don't have a need, what you have to do is you have to start painting a picture. And I'll give you an example. I sold post-procedure kits in plastic surgery offices 
med spas, dermatology clinics, anywhere where there was going to be any cutting of the skin. Dermatology clinics, that's with, you know, biopsies, removals of, of moles, skin cancer, et cetera. Obviously with plastic surgery, it was, or I'm sorry, cosmetic surgery. It was, you know, surgeries, breast augmentations, liposuction, et cetera. Anything that punctured the skin, our products went over the areas and, and promoted the skin to heal faster, heal cleaner, less scarring, et cetera. And so just simply talking about this to offices, sometimes they would say, yes. Sometimes they would say, absolutely not. And I'd hear things like, I don't make scars, which I always thought was amazing, you know, because you're cutting the skin. You're, there's going to be a scar. Any, any physician and any, any cosmetic surgeon, if you're listening right now and you sell to cosmetic surgeon, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's ludicrous. Oh, you don't create scars. So it's going to appear as if this is, there's nothing there. That's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I scraped my, I scraped my leg when I was a kid on a fence and it barely bled, it barely bled. And I have a scar today. You're telling me you are cutting my skin open and, and putting suturing it back together and there's going to be no mark. Okay, buddy. <laughs> anyway, I just, when I ever, whenever I heard that, I just kind of realized that's the 30% of the negative camp. And so what I did was for the 40% who just weren't like, yes. And I'll be honest, the, the reps that I took over from in my territories, they, they pretty much found a lot of the 30% that always said yes, where I set uh, new goals and I set records in the territory was when I found those 40% and I started talking about problems they didn't know existed. And I started putting situation scenarios in their head that they hadn't thought of before, which was, you know, you do everything right as a surgeon and you close it. But what happens if that person doesn't listen to you? They go work out too soon. They sweat a lot. You don't know what's going to happen in that. Wouldn't you like to have some protection? Wouldn't you like to know that the uh, scar or the sutures or the incision area is going to heal faster than it would if it's just left alone? And they would say, yes, great. Then I highly suggest you use my product on every single patient that you cut on. And some of them would say, you know what? It's a good point. Okay. I will. Sometimes they still didn't get convinced. And then I would try to back it down to, okay, what are your problem areas? And they would say, definitely under the breast. Okay, great. Let's do it for all your breast augmentations, anything under the breast, because we know that that is a skin fold area where there's going to be a lot of moisture. There's going to be a risk of infection. Let's make sure that that heals as cleanly as possible. What, why don't we just do this for every breast augmentation? And they said, great. And then what you do later is you get in and try to grow that business. You say, you know, you ask about the results. And then once they say the results have been great, great. What other patients could you see using this? Are there any other areas? That's how you expand and grow your business and how you scale. But the problem either presents today or you have to paint a picture of the problem in the future. When I was selling radiation machines, dermatologists, the problem they were running into was they were, some of these offices did not have a Mohs surgeon, a trained surgeon to remove skin cancer in their clinic. So they were sending all of their patients away. The radiation machine allowed them to treat skin cancer in clinic and not lose those patients because they, some of these offices felt when they sent patients away to another dermatology clinic, they knew that the patient was thinking to themselves, why am I going to Dr. So-and-so when Dr. So-and-so just sent me away for a skin related issue, I should just continue to go to the place that I just was sent to. So they were losing patients. They were losing business. That is a problem. 
Sometimes problems can be fiscal in the business. Sometimes they can be scientific. So you have to understand, and the way to figure out what the problem is, is to ask questions. You have to find out what keeps these people, quote unquote, up at night. What are, what are their headaches? What are their heartburns? For dermatologists that don't have a, a surgeon on staff, it was, I want to keep my patients here. I like my patients. I want to treat my patients. I don't want to send somebody out if I don't have to. Great. Here's a solution, doctor. You're, you're tired of patients. Um, you know, you're tired of patients that their skin's not healing properly. Great. Here's a solution. At that point, then I'm a solution provider. That is the key to growing your sales, especially in, I've mentioned before, I took over a lot of territories that were underperforming. That is a way to grow your business. When I was an enterprise way back when, I'd go to corporate accounts and they said, well, why do we need to rent a car? What I would do is I would start laying out the basis. How much are you paying for reimbursement of your employee's car? Well, we're doing, I think, think at the time it was 51 cents. It might've been 40, wait, 45 cents maybe. This was around 2004. So the, the mileage reimbursement was much lower, but I think it was between 45, 45 and 50 cents. And I said, great. How far is your travel to your corporate office in Raleigh? And they said about three and a half hours. Okay. How many miles is that? I think it was like 200 miles. Okay, great. Let's do the math. They're going for a one day trip and you are reimbursing them a hundred dollars for rental car and for fuel. Okay. And how many people are making that trip? And you start going through the numbers. You could do the exact same trip for $40 through a rental car and gas. You can pay for their gas, but 40 dollars for a rental car and 35 40 dollars for gas. You've just saved 20 dollars for every trip. How many trips do you make to Raleigh or how many trips do your employees make to Raleigh on a monthly basis? And one of my big accounts said uh, about 200. Okay, about 200. All right. 200 times 20, I just saved you $4,000 a month. Would you like to book a corporate account with me? And they would say, yes, <laughs> I just saved them $4,000 a month in travel expenses. Again, it's presenting, it's, it's understanding. You have to ask enough questions in order to find out what the problems are. But sales is about solving people's problems. You get really good at that and you're going to have a very long, successful career. If you're just going out there talking features and benefits, you're not. You might get lucky. You might be in a great enough territory or with a company where your product is fantastic. But while I have been with companies where the products were fantastic, there was no marketing. There was hardly any marketing budget to speak of. We were not throwing money at doctors. So it was the grind. It was having these individual conversations about finding a, finding a problem, discussing a problem, framing a problem, giving a a vision of the problem and then presenting the solution. And that had to happen every day, multiple times over the course of months and years. But if you want to make more money, learn how to solve people's problems. That's the key to sales. Focus on that, nothing else. So 
Thank you so much for listening. Really do appreciate it. You can reach out to the show, Mike at Surviving Outside Sales. Please share with a friend. Um, you know, on Spotify, Apple, give us five stars. We'd really appreciate really appreciate that. And download, subscribe to the show, reach out if you have any guests you want to be on. Um, love hearing from people reaching out to the show and love the guests as well. Uh, thank you so much. Congratulations on strong Q2. Let's move towards Q3. Have a great day. See ya.